Hello, everybody, and welcome to Silverline Behind the Frame, episode number seven. I'm Micah Ness, and in this episode, we get to hear from Adam Weatherby. He is the president of Weatherby Incorporated, and we get to hear about the forming of Weatherby, the new changes that are happening, and also the adventures and the hunts we've been able to experience together. So hope you enjoy this episode. We're sitting down today at the uh, Expo, Hunt Expo here in Salt Lake with Adam Weatherby, kind of uh, as we established a day apparently kind of a big deal maybe no that's my <laughs> wife micah i am not a big deal not a big deal she tells that's me right. every day let's keep keep it down <laughs> i low, try low to remind her that i am but uh <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. i'm not no it's it's uh yeah i think it's just it's it's cool to see the the family continuing to to pass on the generation and the legacy of of weatherby i mean it's it's uh it's been around for a little while right i mean just 74 for, years for the few people that maybe mm-hmm. don't uh, i'm sure there's not many people that don't know about weatherby but if if there happens to be some that don't um give me a brief rundown of of why uh, what was why the, I'm a or, big deal, yeah, Micah? Well, well, why Weatherby is a big deal. Let's see, your name is connected to this. <laughs> it but is there's, true. There's a reason that you yeah. know over the years that's passed on. So yeah, what's you bet? Well, my grandpa started our organization in 1945. So um, handful of others, kind of uh, you know a, a you know Nosler and Hornady and um, you know the Hodgson and Weatherby, just some companies from back in the 40s that are still around today and family owned. And so yeah. you know we're third generation there. So he started originally as an ammunition company on really just trying to push bullets faster, provide for a quicker, more humane kill, flatter trajectory, hard hitting, push energy out further. Started making rifles to house up his famous cartridges. And, um, you know, we were out in California up till right now, as I'm sure I'll get here on this podcast, you know, with a big move. And uh, so with that, uh, really leveraged a lot of the Hollywood celebrities of the time being in California and the, back in the 50s and 60s, yeah. back in the heyday of California <laughs> before things, you know, got a little messy. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so he really just kind of built that brand. And so, uh, you know, one of the really the few in the industry that are multiple generation family owned still. Yeah. And yeah. so um, it's, yeah, it's it's an honor to be a part of it. I'm, I'm blessed to be able to kind of be the... Um, the head of chapter three, as we call it, you yeah. know, kind of just the third chapter of it is my dad uh, handed it off here to me a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been exciting to see, again, a legacy of family continue on, not just through a business, but also through through you passing it on, even just to... Um, you know, following in that, in that legacy. Cause it, it's, you know, people have right. different things that they go off and do, which you, which you did as well. And then mm-hmm. kind of came yeah. back into the business. Right. 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 It's yeah. So it is, there's a lot of things against that are stacked up against you for a family <laughs> business to yeah. continue on. And my dad and I have yeah. a great relationship and, and that's one of the, I think, you know, one of the keys to that is, is us having a, a great relationship together. Um, and we have mutual respect and trust for each other. You know, I have a respect for what's gone before me and, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, know that he has, you know, there's like every week he'll go like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I didn't know we did that in the eighties, you know, or whatever. And so he has yeah. that, but then he has a, um, respect for, uh, for me as a leader, you mm-hmm. know, kind of heading in next. Um, so, which All really right. happened, um, with this move here, even when my dad took over in the eighties, shortly after my grandpa passed away, he actually moved the business from Southern California up to the central coast where we were. So mm-hmm. we were in Southern California for 50 years. And then the last, um, you know, 25 years we're on the central coast. And part of that was really a reset, uh, you know, a new team and a new beginning. And my dad needed that. Yeah. And I think um, it's not why we moved to Wyoming at all, 
but as a, yeah. as a sub part, it is it's a it's a reset where mm-hmm. uh, we have a, a great team, uh, some great new folks, along with some folks that decide to relocate, um, which is great. Um, you know, brand new building, kind of really a reset to head into chapter three, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously, you know, we went from kind of the most populous state to the least populous state, kind of one of the worst <laughs> states for taxes to the absolute yeah. best state yeah. for taxes, the worst state for guns, the best state for guns. Yeah. So uh, we're poised uh, for some good growth ahead. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. cool. Um, and so was that more your, I uh, guess, how did that kind of come about doing, I mean, that's a big transition. Obviously yeah. there's a lot of factors like you just mentioned that right. make it beneficial to be over there, but wh- wh- what kind of started that um, progression? Yeah, it was actually, <clears throat> it was me about four years ago. Yeah. Um, really just when you, you know, I think sometimes you, um, let's see what the frog and the boiling pot and I think yeah. the, the water had been boiling for, you know, the past yeah. decade yeah. in California. And, uh, pretty soon, you know, we kind of just realized, uh, you know, you, you boil, you, what you put the frog in the boiling water and he jumps right out or whatever. But if you sit there, they'll just sit there and die, you yeah. know, as the water begins to slowly boil. Yeah. And so it was like kind of just all of a sudden there'd been a number of things have been happening in California, mm-hmm. just, uh, more and more difficulties in us doing business there mm-hmm. just as a manufacturer. Yeah. Let alone uh, as a firearms manufacturer. Yeah. And so it just all of a sudden was like you started to look at things and just go, okay, this is all affecting our bottom line and it's affecting the consumer. Mm. Because if a customer walks into a gun shop and a Weatherby's priced accordingly or sometimes mm-hmm. maybe out of its competition, it's not a consumer added benefit that we're in California and have all that handicap. But I yeah. got more overhead than all my competitors. Right. So at the end of the day, in yeah. order to be competitive in the market, we knew we needed to be in a place in a better operating environment. Mm-hmm. It, not to mention that, uh, you know, the writing was on the wall for California. That mm-hmm. there, there were some other states. I mean, with Governor Meade in, in Wyoming, uh, former Governor Meade now, but, um, but uh, you know, at the time, just personally recruiting us and saying, mm-hmm. hey, we got more guns per capita. We got great wide open spaces. Mm-hmm. We got great incentives for you. What can we do to get you here? Mm-hmm. And he was really serious about it. Yeah. Um, you know, to be able to talk, have the, the head of the state personally say, we want your family business in our state. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Pretty tough to, yeah. you know, pretty tough to deny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and also the the impact just for for you personally and your family. I mean, that's that's uh, something that you get to go out and, and enjoy. You know, yeah. the, in your backyard and and right. been able to take advantage of that so far. A hundred percent. Yeah. Somebody earlier today said, "Yeah, it looked like." you've shot more game in Wyoming than a lot of residents, uh, already. And <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah, we, we had some non-resident points. We were able to kind of cash in and, yeah. and, uh, we, we had a good fall. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, being where we're at in Wyoming compared to California, the access to hunting is just mm-hmm. unreal. I mean, yeah. as a resident too, which we'll get to experience this fall because you have to be 12 months as a resident. Um, it's going to be, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. unbelievable. I mean, go by and over the counter general season tag, just go elk hunting like 15 miles from my house. I'm just yeah. like, this is a dream. So <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. And, yeah. and that's been uh, a big part of not just being a part of the family. I mean, did you grow up obviously in this family that had this right. heritage? Was right. that also just natural for you to be involved in, in the hunting? Is something you enjoyed yeah. doing as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, in California we had to do more <laughs> traveling to hunt. Um, mm-hmm. we had some local hunting, but it, it not Wyoming local hunting. So, yeah. you know, you'd obviously travel to the Colorados and Wyomings and Idaho's and those sorts of places yeah. and do those sorts of hunting things. But now it's, yeah, it's, it's really cool to be there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. and, and then, or sorry, go ahead. Here. Um, with, uh, but then as far as even just 
over the years, like hunting is, is not just your business. It's also your oh, way of 100%. life. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's core to who you are, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and we've done some hunts together and, you know, mm. um, absolutely love it. For those listening, I, I drew an Oregon sheep tag a couple of years ago and, uh, so, uh, that's a once in a lifetime thing. So I wanted some once in a lifetime, uh, video and photos from that hunt. So I called Micah and, uh, <laughs> Micah came yeah. with me on the, on the sheep hunt. And if you don't know, Micah has, uh, you know, been a guide and an experienced hunter too. And it's always cool to have a guy that's really good behind the camera. Um, but also, uh, you know, at times he's more passionate about trying to locate me a sheep at the same time. So we, <laughs> at the, at we the sacrifice <laughs> of, of the other sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get out of that mindset. I'll never forget though. That was, so you get a once in a lifetime sheep tag and there's always a thing about filming and kill shots, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's pretty cool. And I was using the six, five, 300 and it's a pretty close shot for that caliber. I mean, a couple hundred yards, wasn't it? Maybe 250. Yep. And close. so... I, we'd, uh, had some blown opportunities. We got winded once I passed up one once who was the one I ended up coming back and shooting. And it had just been some long, hard days and kids were starting school back home. And it was that part of the hunt where I'm like, okay, I'm just ready to fill this tag yep. now. Got to get it done. And, uh, long story short, um, the morning that we, we found this Ram probably fifth, sixth morning. Fifth, I think it was the fifth, fifth okay. day. Yeah. Fifth day. And, uh, so we found the Ram there are four of them. Yeah. And clearly one was a shooter, but there was a second, kind of second place one, if yeah. you would, that was yeah. pretty, they were, they were similar. pretty close yeah. size. I yeah. mean, he show, still would have been a shooter. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got set on, okay, when he walks out, blah, 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 and Micah had the camera set up, and I just didn't want to kind of blow another opportunity. And so I was just ready to pull the trigger. And so he had <laughs> yeah. had the camera on the, you had the camera on the on the digital sheep. zoom fe- featured looking at the sheep really yeah. good shot <laughs> and he said how did it go you said well because because the <laughs> we were we, we were really worried to make sure we shoot the right one right and we yes. were we had these characteristics he had a little bit of a uh not a broom but just like a yeah. little bit of a, a broken broom type yeah, of thing. yeah yeah and and just and we had a guy on the spot spotting scope that was helping to spot and yeah. and normally that would be the person calling the shot you know yeah. i'm doing my camera thing well the guide instinct kicks in that I need to help pick out this animal as well. So I punch in digitally. I'm using a camera with, you know, manual lens, but to zoom in even closer to really look close on there, you got to digitally zoom in. Well, you can't record while you're doing that. You have to, or you have to do it after you start recording. Well, and I, I had zoomed in just trying to establish the Ram and was like, is that the right one? And rather than waiting for our, our spotter to do the same, uh, I called and said, yes, that's the right one. And as soon as I pushed the button to start recording and pulled it out, it was, that's when the gun went off. The second, so basically when it clicks on, he's rolling down a hill. Yes, yes. He literally hits the dirt. Probably three quarters of a second. But I was so anxious and ready as soon as he said, that's the one. Yes, boom. (laughs) We'd already talked through it. And I'd had a lot of film guys with me. And I always know you're supposed to wait. But it's the hunter instinct in me, just yep. the killer instinct. Yep. And, and it was the guy instinct as well too. of just trying to <laughs> trying to help out as much as, you know, and just, and it's one of those things that, you know, it's whether it, it makes the, the difference or not, it's it's what people want, you know, just yeah. seeing the effectiveness of these rifles too. I mean, that's that's kind of a nice and thing to, it, to see it, as well. It rolled them down the hill. Oh, yeah. yeah one, there, it was just It was, boom, uh, it was a one-shot kill, let's just say. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even great shot placement either. I wasn't happy with my shot placement, but it did the job, so. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went down and yeah. that's, and after a long 
a long arduous hunt you know yeah. that was there was a lot going a lot of yeah it was early a mornings hot late nights a sheep hunt i mean i'd only done a doll before that in northwest territory and yeah. obviously you know and you in alaska cold. it's cold <laughs> and it's like man i was wearing that cryptic altitude stuff and i'm like why didn't they make a tank top <laughs> like <laughs> that's what we need <laughs> it's like this stuff is made for the worst weather and we, here we are just sweating <laughs> in the desert and, and and I'd never been on really, I mean, I've been on warmer deer hunts and stuff yeah. like that, but same thing. I'd never been on a sheep hunt, let alone a really warm one like that in the desert. Yeah. And, and there were some really interesting dynamics there too. I mean, we were camping out in, you know, yeah. on location, essentially, yeah. you know, the yeah. camper we were on a set jump and jack and trailer. <laughs> it was Micah, myself and my wife, Brenda in a jump and jack trailer. And then <laughs> and my bird dog, who got bit by a rattlesnake. Oh, wow. Yeah. I for- <laughs> remember Wrangler? I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There was, there was some crazy stories. Yeah, on that. I mean, she, yeah. what did she, I Her mean, Candy went to the vet. Then me yeah. and Randy are like, well, let's go out hunting and hopefully Wrangler makes it. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that was, was that night we got those sweet sunset shots oh, up on the top yeah, of the hill. It was just a perfect we had day. That, we come that back Yamaha and, side by side, and it yep. was just purple and pink and beautiful uh, pictures. There was just there's some and Wrangler great, made it by the way. Yeah, he made it. He's yeah. okay. So he if anybody's okay. worried about him, yeah, yeah. just a yeah. little anti venom. Five hundred dollars later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It must have been a small snake. Dude, when he came up. Mean, he came up in camp. We're just about ready to go out, and he comes like Wrangler just comes stumbling up, and his head looked like a balloon. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Wrangler, you okay? Just and his like, nose happened. Yeah, he yeah. didn't. He did not act okay. He, yeah. he responded inaudibly, yeah. very clearly. Apparently, yeah, he must have had that snake pointed at for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, some dog. I've been around dogs that've got into mm-hmm. porcupines, and it just you feel yeah. so bad for him, but like you try to do what you can you know. to. Uh, yeah, that was that was quite some some yep. experiences that went along with that with that yep. hunt, and and yeah. even just like you said, losing some opportunity or just you know some stocks that didn't didn't work out, or one wasn't yeah. quite big enough when you get yep. there, and. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was, it came down to the end, but, uh, it was, I mean, it seemed like it proved out to be what you were hoping for with a once in a lifetime. It uh, was a great hunt. It was, I mean, mean, you know, there, for people that don't know a lot about bighorns, I think, you know, this is a California bighorn, which counts as a Rocky mountain bighorn. So it's, it's uh, part of that family, but they are a a bit smaller and, and smaller horned. Yeah. And so, um, so you, it's a. Yeah, it's a it's a very unique hunt. It's you almost feel like you're in the desert, but it's not a desert bighorn. And uh, you know, even just judging size, but you know, I think um it was the second biggest one taken that year. I mean, there's only what, you know, a handful of tags yeah. in the whole, you know, yeah. um whole unit there it's in Oregon that we were in. Yeah. yeah, it's a difficult one to get and I drew it and it was awesome. So yeah. it's a good time. Yeah. Good and 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 you've been on uh I mean, a handful of, of really, mm-hmm. you know, unique hunts and yeah. in different locations and sure. and a lot of times with someone that's capturing video or, or photos and stuff like that. And that's, Correct. you know, something that uh, not everybody realizes what goes into that. I mean, you see yeah. you see a film, you see a photo in a, in a magazine or, or, you know, a promo or something like that and, and not realizing what goes into that because more often than not, that was a real experience a real hunt mm-hmm. that that was yeah i mean there's obviously some things that you can you know capture a, a, just a product shot and yeah. wherever you might be but sure. to get some things that are really real and raw yeah i mean what kind of goes into doing something like that to uh, from your experience even just in yeah. some of these remote locations that you've had guys yeah following you around like no, my other sheep hunt i had two guys with me in canada on, yeah. on that my i've only done two sheep hunts uh you know so i have a uh, now all I have to do is get a stone and desert. Should be easy. I'm gonna go put yeah. in for some draws here. We're yeah. at the, the yeah. Western Hunting <laughs> Conservation Expo, and I'm gonna go put in for some draws. But I've um, been lucky so far. So, I know, right? <laughs> so um, you know, so it's. But I think it is important. Um, 
I think back in the day, there was kind of an old way to film mm-hmm. outdoor stuff. Yeah. And it was a lot of guys with a lot of big cameras that made you redo stuff and pose stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I appreciate about you and, and Josiah Silverline and stuff like that is, is really finding people that are just authentic hunters that, that know how to work hard, physically in shape, and yeah. can keep up with you. That, that aren't making you redo a bunch of stuff. I'm always, mm-hmm. you know, I know some guys, like a lot of film guys have told me when they're with me, like, hey, you put up with us really well. Like, thanks a lot for doing that. And I'm always like, well, frankly, I'm, I'm paying you for assets. And so, yeah. like, I have to remember, first and foremost, if I go hunt and I have film and video, which is probably at least three quarters of the time. Yeah. Um, I'm doing that because, uh, you know, I am the face of our brand and the, mm-hmm. the names on the products. And yeah. so when I'm out there, it's like, hey, we, I want people to know, like, this is who Weatherby is. And that's yeah. important for them to know we're authentically hunters, you know, yeah. first and foremost. And, and uh, so people know that. So I always know, like, hey, this, at the end of the day, you can get caught up where it's like, I'm hunting and I want to be successful and I want to do all those things. But at the end of the day, it's, it's important to us to capture these moments, to capture our new products in the field, you know. Yeah. Even if I did pull the trigger before you hit record um, for the kill <laughs> shot on the sheep. It's, it's kind of that idea. So yeah. I've always been real patient with it up to a certain yeah. point yeah. because I'm like, hey, like, I'm not going to, like, this is why we're here. One of the big reasons sometimes mm-hmm. is to record it and to do something for some sort of media purpose yeah. and, and so forth. But at the same time, I, I am a little bit picky on who comes with me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, where it's, it's gotta be people that understand like, and don't get in the way of the hunt where it seems recreated, Mm -hmm. um, where you can go and have an authentic experience where at the end of the day, that's what you want to film or those photos to really, uh, really capture is the authenticity of mm-hmm. that hunt. Mm-hmm. And sure, we've been in the car because we we're in Wyoming the year before last. You know, yeah. we did a hunt and, okay, there's a good sunrise. Mike is going to make you get out of the car in the cold and do a couple <laughs> photos. Yeah. Um, but later, I don't ever regret it, you right. know, and so right. you never do. Now, and a lot of times you get those around the actual hunting and the stock. Mm-hmm. I think the actual stock and hunting, like you got to be as authentic as possible. Right. And then sometimes you go out and recreate some cool shots just because yeah. the lighting's great and you want to yeah. capture those moments. And yeah. I love seeing the end result, not just to the hunt, but what I love, um, I think with today and digital media and stuff is I love having as much as I love having taxidermy on my wall. Mm-hmm. I love silver line photos. Mm-hmm. And I love like, you know, I mean, I got some canvases in my house. Um, you, you know, you sent me those couple uh, from Alaska. We went up right. with uh, Micah to Alaska, and we had some fishing ones And for Christmas. You know, Micah sent me some canvases. Those are hanging in our new house in Wyoming. Oh, cool. And so to me, that's just as important yeah. as that taxidermy. Is yeah. Like, remember when we were salmon fishing with Micah in Alaska and mm-hmm. that experience, you know, with my two high school kids and, you know, those different things was yeah. super cool. So I think it's important for me to do it. Um, but to be authentic while you do it. Yeah. Uh, did that answer your yeah. question? Or yeah, not? absolutely. But, I mean, that's because yeah. I think that's like you said. It's it's a it's a balance too because you're you you are going out and it, and it is something you're authentically enjoying your trip and you're 100%. wanting to be there. It's not that you're being forced to do it, right. but you're also taking some extra time and it takes a little bit of extra focus to yeah. okay, I have to wait and maybe not walk over to that edge until the guy's ready to take a photo because right. I'm going to be looking for a sheep or something. Right. I mean, there's right. there's reality to it as well, but sure. there's also some yeah. coordination and things, yeah. and, and yeah. it does get like, oh, you know, you apologize, yeah. like, oh, i got to do that again or something like yeah. that. But like you said, in the end of the day, like, it's the memories too. It's not just a, a marketing purpose too. You get to memorialize this time and this experience yeah. you go back there and relive that moment yeah. because of the images that were captured 100 I mean, yeah as long as it's done in, in a in a 
in an authentic way. That's <laughs> right. Right. I'm sure you've probably been with some hunters. You've been with all sorts too. Yeah. And some that, that, you know, that don't appreciate the, the media or the assets, the content that are yeah. gathered during it and everything. And, yeah. and then it's probably frustrating for you. Sometimes you're like, I don't know, you guys paid me to come and capture this. And now you're <laughs> making it hard for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've had those moments. Oh yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. yeah. You like, get hey, I want to do this interview. And they're like, no, I want to go to bed. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's what I appreciate about you guys that work so hard. Like I remember we all got that jumping jack trailer um, to, you know, go to bed out there in the, you know, desert of Oregon. And you're like, dude, we're going to get a sweet time lapse or, or not, not, I think even just the, what do you do when you slow the shutter and get the picture of the light inside the yeah, tent? I'm yeah, not artistic, long, so yeah, I don't know, but all I know is at the end, and, I appreciate yeah. it. Those shots are <laughs> epic. Yeah. But Brenda and I were in there sleeping and you were probably out there waiting until the lighting got just right. And I've been in, you know, <laughs> yeah. Alaska or Canada when guys are getting up in the middle of the night going, okay, we're going to get the, you know, the Northern lights at this time. And I'm like, uh, cool. We'll see you in the morning. <laughs> so I appreciate it. There's a Show lot of hard work later. that goes in and I yeah. think people don't appreciate it, you know? So, yeah. And, and I, I think it's, you gotta be, uh, a lot of it comes down to being passionate about what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. obviously with yeah. the weather being what sure. you get to do. It's, it's something that you enjoy getting yeah. to do and that comes out and right. it's not, it's not work at that yeah. point. You just, well, and, and really our, our vision statement is the, our, why we exist is we exist to inspire the dreams of hunters and shooters. Mm, I like that. And so, that's our why we exist because, you know, we are a, really a middle to upper end, you know, firearms mm-hmm. manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, at this show, you know, people will come up and tell story after story about, and didn't you overhear some earlier? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I knew yeah. your grandfather and this yep. and that. I had, uh, my first gun was a Weatherby. I mm-hmm. handed it down to my grandson, son, whatever. And yeah. those stories. And so we realize like, that's how people look at our brand. Yeah. Now, part of that is in our products. Mm-hmm. And frankly, part of that's in our marketing. Yeah. And part of it's in... My grandpa would do, you talk about media and things, mm-hmm. um, you know, he did huge, glossy catalogs that cost him a ton of money back in the day before really? anybody did it. People yeah. collect them now. They're called Tomorrow's Rifles Today, the TRTs. Then wow. for years, he would do these uh, Christmas cards with like, he'd be in a giant trophy room and with, uh, you know, with all these animals and my dad would be in there. I have all these old pictures of my dad in like blue leisure suits back in the day and <laughs> these pictures and he would mail them to like. Yeah. The stinking industry. And so really a lot of it, he was a genius in being, my grandpa was a genius in being an innovator and a tinkerer and those different things. Mm-hmm. But as brilliant as he was in that, I would argue that perhaps his greatest strength was actually marketing. Yeah. That he took an idea and and I think true successful entrepreneurs of yesterday mm-hmm. took an idea and either had a partner or they themselves, in the case mm-hmm. of my grandpa, had both of those. And so a big part of who we are in that inspiration is frankly in you know, the Mike and Nessas that come hunting with us to, to go, Hey, this is what Weatherby's about. Like yeah. we cherish these moments in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so to be able to capture that is, I don't know if it's as important as our products Our products need to be first and foremost, cause that's what we're selling to our customers. Sure. We don't want to sell them, you know, smoke yeah. and mirrors, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's, it's important to us and our brand. So people get what we're really about and the authenticity behind that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think that's, uh, that's really cool to hear that that has been through, even through, through the years that where it was different. And how do you, when you didn't have the ease of posting on social media mm-hmm. and, and trying yeah. to, you know, connect with people, finding right. different ways even back then to right. stand apart. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I mean, that takes a lot of extra foresight to know what's going to, what's going to set that precedent and, and build that brand. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, so is that having to follow in that, I guess, what's been the, the, um, how have you been able to keep growing that same type of 
mentality and brand with a newer age. I mean, it's a different, you know, mm. it's a different demographic. It's still some of the same sure. type of people that remember sure. the weather be throughout the whole years, yeah. but even having to change and make sure it's still <clears throat> relevant to yeah. what's now, not just the old standard that sure. everyone knows of weather being like, how do you keep it's, up with that? Yeah, it's changing. And, you know, I'm 42 and I'm starting to feel old for <laughs> understanding it all. It's crazy just how yeah. quickly it's changing. Yeah. And the mediums, you know, this year for the first time, if you go in our booth right now, for the first time and probably since my grandpa was the second exhibitor ever at the NRA uh, show in 1948. And we've had every consecutive year since 48. Brownells was the first. We're the second. My grandpa was the second. So we've been exhibiting at things like we are here in Salt Lake City at this expo for a lot of years. And every year we've had a catalog, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple things in the industry that people always talk about. Is that really worth our money? One of them is always like exhibiting at the SHOT Show. People are Mm -hmm. like, it's a lot of money, and I don't know. Do we really want to go to Vegas and do all that? Well, everybody mm-hmm. does, and we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it, there are a lot of worthwhile meetings and some yeah. great things that happen there. The other one is, like, these days is, like, printed catalogs and, like, mailing them with the U.S. Postal Service to people and all. Mm-hmm. When we, we launched the catalog, and then three months later, like, it's obsolete because we're constantly coming out with new stuff, yeah. and then online has it all. But you're like, oh, we discontinued that one model. We moved the price on this one model. We introduced a new caliber in this model, mm-hmm. and it's obsolete. And so I got this new marketing team and we sat around and we go, what if we didn't do a catalog for 19? It's like, that's like, I don't know. It feels like burning the Bible or something. Like, it's just like, <laughs> how do you do that? You know? Yeah, yeah. And we didn't. Yeah. And so we have an online catalog. So we made the catalog mm-hmm. and you can flip through it on our website, mm-hmm. not just a website itself, but an online catalog. But mm-hmm. guess what? I come out with a new product next week. It changes. Yeah. And so even just things like that. So we decided to print some of these little magazines. That thing you probably saw mm-hmm. in our booth is called yeah. Weatherby Collective Issue 1. And it's got stories. People want to hear stories these days. So it's a story about moving to Wyoming and photos about our new employees enjoying the outdoors there and recognizing mm-hmm. some long-term employees in California that aren't continuing with us. And so we have that. And guys, it's funny because mm-hmm. we've exhibited a few shows now. And we thought it was just going to be like where's your catalog and i'm so upset the people that actually are upset actually don't consume our products anymore mm-hmm. anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> they're yeah. people that yeah. have a collection there are yeah. a few i'm sure um uh, probably won't be listening to this podcast yeah. though <laughs> where really it's like yeah i mean even it's not even going to the website it's like on the way down here i realized i was going to somebody's instagram to actually learn about their products yep and i wasn't yep. actually even going to their website and so it's just constantly changing and we need to be up with that i think every company does obviously mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's a constant uh, battle but then still staying true to the brand and the ethos of 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 your company exactly. overall and and, mm-hmm. and making sure that that's carried on mm-hmm. you know through everything that you're doing i think that's that's a great way to approach it and yeah. still and still staying you know right. on track with, right. with all of that yeah um and so where do where do you see now that obviously there's a a big transition now with with going to you know wyoming and mm-hmm. kind of what's what's some of the things on the horizon that you're you're mm-hmm excited for or even just going forward into the, the how you mm. approach things or, or sure. what's kind of I'm the, just excited to get moved in but uh, as far as <laughs> at business this point is concerned, just get that done yeah we're <laughs> first things first. right in the midst of moving so March and April will be really that and resetting up there June we'll have our grand opening which will be awesome but we actually have a lot of new products that are going to come out this year that have really been in the works for the last couple of years and frankly due to the move it's kind of slowed us down on some new product launches so yeah we are going to have a lot of product launches this year mm-hmm. um, which will be cool um, we have you know, just a lot of um, a lot of new exciting opportunities, uh, some new marketing 
partnerships and sponsorships that are going to be uh, coming out this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, with our, our new facility there, it enables us. We got twice the square footage. We're going to be able to bring some things in house that we just wasn't affordable to do in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that'll end up benefiting the consumer from both lead time and cost, um, as well as you know us as an organization. So that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I think to be able to hunt, host people, and do different things right in our backyard is going to be neat. We got yeah. two underground ranges. I mean, it just the list goes on of really. Yeah. Um, the opportunities that we're going to have there. Yeah. Yeah. And how, uh, I guess with your, uh, the family impact is obviously Mm -hmm. a big part of, of everything you do with Weatherby. And then how do you keep, I guess the balance in that of you, you know, you have your kids that, you know, may or or may not continue in that, Mm -hmm. or just like putting your, your time into, you know, growing with the family, but also putting a lot into the business, especially with the move and stuff. How right. do you kind of balance out those, those two different avenues, even though what you're doing in the business is a lot of family, right? Sure. I mean, but it's to the kids. I mean, to my kids, it's still work. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. When I'm gone from home. It's work. Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's important. I'm leaving the show early tomorrow. Normally I'd be here through Saturday, but um, Dana's turning 16 mm-hmm. and I don't want to miss that. Yeah. And so am I missing some things here tomorrow? I should probably be up for the business. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Um, those things will be here next year. She won't turn 16 again. Yeah. And so those things are important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah keeping that stuff. Yeah. But we do go, you know, hunt. She did. Uh, my daughter did a, did a, Dana did a antelope hunt with us this last fall with uh, the Hush guys. They got a YouTube channel if you don't know mm-hmm. who they are. And she went out there and, you know, went antelope hunting and shot an antelope. And I don't know if you saw those pictures. You yeah. see she packed an antelope yeah. out on her back, an entire <laughs> antelope. We gutted an that antelope. That was amazing. And then she packed it three quarters of a mile by herself on her back in a pack. That far. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, you know, so, that's, you know, Dana, that's a she's, proud a, moment. she's a tough kid. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's still, yeah. there's things that are together like that, but then there's also just, you know, regardless of our family business, I, you know, still need to be a good husband and good father, you know, yeah. regardless of that. So right. those things are important. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping the, yep. the right balance. And, and exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 And I'm even careful from a media standpoint, like with my family, um, different people have different philosophies and I respect those uh, mm-hmm. for them. And if they have a business and their kids mm-hmm. for me, um, I don't want to put undue pressure on them. There's yeah. already some there. Yeah. So whether it be their careers of working, whether it be whatever, even my social media, I'm really, I guard what I post, yeah. um, with my family and with my kids mm-hmm. and you know, um, I'm just, just a little guarded with that. Yeah. Um, some people aren't and that's, or mm-hmm. they, they have different philosophies for me. It's like, I do want them to live their own life. They're already living in our shadow and with their mm-hmm. business now being in Wyoming, California, nobody really cared. They're right. kind of a bigger deal. And <laughs> so as a business and yeah. so them as weather as it is. And, but I want them to be able to live their own life and make their own choices. You mm-hmm. know? So yeah, it's important to Brenda and I. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah. and keeping that relationship still good, even through, exactly. through the work that you're doing. Yeah. I mean, exactly. cause that's what, I mean, it was a difference of direction, even with our family growing up, my dad, yeah. you know, he had his own business and right. we grew up working for him, my bro- right. brother and I, but you know, we also chose to go a different direction and yeah. he was supportive of that and, and sure. loved it. And he's been our <laughs> biggest fan, you yeah. know, all the way through. And your dad's awesome. <clears throat> um, as is mine. And, you know, as you know, I went into ministry for a long time and left mm-hmm. the family business and went into Christian ministry and came back and, all along, he was supportive of me. Yeah. And, you know, that meant the world and probably helped mm-hmm. me to come back when kind of just that time was right and felt the calling back to the business. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was about five years ago now. And, you know, so, um, but he's was a super supportive of me coming back, but also yeah. was supportive of me uh, leaving for a while. And I think sure. that, that almost helped me come back, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, too, was the fact that I knew that he, he knew he wanted what's best for Adam, not yeah. just for his business. Right. Or right. Our, our business. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. So what yeah. would you say for maybe that there's a lot of people, I think that, that maybe be listening or, or mm-hmm. just interested in the industry, maybe not necessarily hunting only, but just sure. you know, outdoors or just pursuing your, your passions and these type sure. of things. And like sure. for you and, and I, um, you know, we were, uh, um, in, in the industry and it's something mm-hmm. we get to do every mm-hmm. day that we love. I mean, I never mm-hmm. dread going into the office and or right. going somewhere and, and yeah. doing what we get to do. Right. Um, but some people, you know, maybe either haven't stepped into, you know, someone else's shoes or, or had, you know, the introductions yet Mm -hmm. to, to get into it. But if they're, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe holding back or just don't know exactly the, the right way to go about it, what would you say to someone that might be, you know, intimidated of like, I have this idea, I have this passion I want to pursue, but I don't want to step out of that normal nine to five to, to do it. Sure. Sure. No, that's tough. And it depends on kind of where and what it is and what your experience (laughs) is. We obviously have had a ton of job openings because we had to lose so much of our workforce in moving. So we've had, yeah hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of applicants and and uh you know people get excited about working for a gun company i think number one you need to know no matter what you're doing it is work yeah. and you're gonna have to work hard yeah um and no matter what you're doing no matter if it's um, something you love doing or not you still gotta work yeah. hard yeah um but uh but i think too would be to really specify i think people go i want to get in the industry or i want to work for a gun company or i want to whatever mm-hmm. and and i think um, they still need to know that we need experts in various fields. Yeah. And so um, that would be, so if you're really good behind a camera, then, mm-hmm. okay, well, you, you know, create content. Those mm-hmm. are good things. Or if you're, uh, you know, we like hired a guy that's a passionate elk hunter and everything, and he works in our accounting department, mm-hmm. but he had a degree and a lot of experience in accounting. Yeah. Now, so he's not out hunting every day for Weatherby, but he mm-hmm. gets to be a part of the team and to do those yeah. things. And so we still need, at the end of the day, I think people think, well, because I love hunting or I love firearms or yeah. archery or whatever those things are, that mm-hmm. I'm going to be awesome at this. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be a professional me, hunter. Correct. At that. Yeah. But for me as an employer, yeah. I still need professionals. Yeah. I still need people that are really good at what they do. And if mm-hmm. not, they do start at a lower wage mm-hmm. because they're not an expert in their field, don't yeah. have education or experience in mm-hmm. that. So there still is an importance there, if that makes sense, yeah. of like, well, you, you know, you probably got to have that, not just I'm a really good guy, a really hard worker, and I love the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it may not mean I want you balancing my checkbook yeah. at work. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. you need people you can know and trust. So I think it's yeah. still kind of finding what is that avenue? Where do I bring my greatest skill set, mm-hmm. my experience, you know, who I am, and uh, not just my passion? It's got to yeah. line up. So you're yeah. passionate about the outdoors. That's obvious. Yeah. You're You're also extremely skilled at what you do, mm-hmm. and therefore, you know, you're seeing success. Mm-hmm. And in... It really, it's a combination of that skill set and that passion, and that's when you win. So mm-hmm. it is making sure you find that out, not just, yeah. I love the outdoors, so I'm going to go hunt for a living. Yeah. Yeah, you might get hungry after yeah. a while. <laughs> Does that make sense? I've <laughs> oh, seen yeah, that a absolutely. lot where folks want to do no, it, it's, but, it's, but it's you so still tempting, have to find right? where you're going to Because you, you see the outside image of a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. with social media, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm a good hunter. I can go out and do the same thing and gain the, you know, the, the, the following and the experience sure. and all that kind of stuff. But sure. that's, that's not all it is. And it's not all that is that goes in behind the scenes to get to that point yes. too. It yes. didn't just happen. Right. You know, they built right. on something for a long time. Sure. Now there are probably some people out there 
I don't know how they do it, but they just make a ton of media or money as an influencer, and yeah. they just go out and hunt. People pay them, and I guess that's pretty cool. That's that's not me. I, I got to work kind of hard. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. but like you said, there's such a so many different avenues. There, there yeah. are those people that yes. are going to be a face yes. of of these mm-hmm. types of brands sure. and stuff. But then sure. there's all the support and the things. There's there's all kinds of needs, and it's easy to get overwhelmed. Yes. It's like, no. well, then maybe I can never get to that level. It's yeah. like, but you don't have to. I mean, you can right. still be involved sure. and do something you love sure. in a di- in different capacities because there's all different avenues of it and i would also say like it's good to have a proven ability even sometimes not always but Mm -hmm. outside the industry in that same thing yeah so in other words yeah okay if you want to be an influencer have you influenced people as a whole throughout your communication correct exactly and so whatever (laughs) those things might be to have that kind of experience is is helpful um just Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. not all of a sudden that you're going to get and be successful at it unless you maybe have a proven ability to be able to do some of those things so yeah 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 yeah. No, that's that's good. And mm-hmm. I think it's it giving giving people, you know, abilities to, to become involved and, and find those areas that mm-hmm. yes, it's 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 a great industry to be a part yeah. of and and there are room for, for people to do those things, right. but there's also you know, the the, the work and, and the realities yeah. of yeah. how to approach it too. Exactly. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um so we're uh uh, as, as far as for people finding out more about, you know, whether it be in the progress and everything sure. is, is any of the I mean pages and all that kind of stuff is still the same with the chain, you know, the move to Wyoming and everything. As far as like social about, media and all yeah, that. Yeah, social yeah, media it's still, and website it's and all Weatherby that stuff. And, uh, it's weatherby.com and it's weatherby inc, inc, you know, mm-hmm. on Facebook and Insta and those sorts of things. So yeah, I mean, we're constantly kind of updating yeah. those different things throughout it to yeah. kind of figure out what we're doing and yeah. follow us and figure out what's going on. So. Yeah. And you have, uh, depending on when this, what people are listening to this, but you do have a, a, a launch coming up for for the the official you know grand opening yeah. I guess if you will in, yeah, in, in Wyoming June. right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's when the official official thing will be and you know people are excited about it. we got some commemorative Wyoming rifles out I know you saw mm-hmm. one here at the show and people are excited about that in Wyoming you yeah know, people are really excited about Weatherby Mark Five saying Sheridan Wyoming on the side <laughs> so we got a lot of momentum with that which yeah. is cool yeah so no, it's, yeah. it's exciting new yeah. new frontier for mm-hmm. you guys and, yeah. and even just for the family the future of Weatherby and mm-hmm. just. Um, and excited to, you know, be a, involved with that a little bit and just yeah. even knowing the family and, yeah. and just the, the, the quality of people. I think that really mm-hmm. shows through in good products. It's not just, you know, the, the name carries it all. It's like, you still have, you know, the quality to, to go mm-hmm. along with it. So yeah. we really appreciate that. And, Thanks. and, uh, yeah, getting to, getting to spend time to you. I appreciate yep. you coming on the podcast today. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Best of luck in the, in the podcast. And I know it'll, it'll yeah. go well. And I think you got a pretty cool take on it and just, you know, kind of being behind that that uh that lens for so long and you yeah. know everything and and uh you got a lot of a lot of experience so and i think the you know your networks and the guests you'll be able to have on i think it's gonna be pretty cool so yeah. best of luck to you guys excited. in Silverline. Yeah. yeah thank you very much Absolutely. appreciate being on today you we'll bet. be we'll be talking soon all right thanks bye thank you for listening to this podcast we hope you're able to glean some valuable insights from this episode if you enjoyed it please leave us a review and let us know what you thought and your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If you want to find out more, visit silverlinefilm.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under Silverline Films. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Silverline Behind the Frame.